102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.36 on Rock 102. You know what? I gotta wait like three and a half months for another vacation. At least till they all reset, 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 whatever you want to go. Do you want to ease into this slowly? Yes. Or do you just want to like, you know, go like right at it, like right at the, the jugular, get right back into business? No, I want uh, I want the most annoying thing possible on this program. Scott Cohen will be here this yes. morning at 7.05. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather than start doing a really great show right away, let's wait until after he's left and then we can start. Oh, I got to listen to him and his greatness. Man, but in between all of that, uh, after Cohen, it's going to be a great show. We have uh, tickets to see Jackie Martling at the South End Community Center on September 9th. Uh, brought to you by uh, Zombie Hideout. That'll be a great comedy show at South End. I like the way you put that. Like it's uh, like after Jesus, after Cohen. AC. AC. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that AC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Al Collins? Yeah, Al Collins. Yeah, there right, you Al go. Collins. There you go. It's 537 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Rock 102 is your home for New England Patriots. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 86. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 79. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Ah. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Britney Spears posted one of her trademark sexy dance videos over the weekend and dropped some word salad in the caption that counts as her first public comment on her impending divorce. Okay. She must have something to say. She said, quote, six years is a long time to be with someone, so I'm a little shocked, but I'm not here to explain why, but it's honestly nobody's business. But I couldn't take the pain anymore, honestly. She added, quote, I've been playing it strong for way too long. Ooh, she's a poet. Oh, she didn't that's even nice. Know it. Yeah. And my Instagram may seem perfect, but it's far from reality, and I think we all know that. I would love to show my emotions and tears on how I really feel, but for some reason, I've always had to hide my weakness. If it wasn't for my dad's, uh, if it was, if I wasn't my dad's strong soldier, I would be sent away to places to get fixed by doctors. But that's when I needed the family the most. She also assured her fans that she's quote actually doing pretty damn good. Uh, and if. As if to drive that point home, she posted a new topless video, and she was horsing around with a bunch of dudes. One guy licked her leg in the video. Hmm. I, I don't guess know she what is that's doing pretty good. Yeah, I guess she is. She's got dudes licking her legs. That you know of. Yeah. The thing's going on there. Andy McDowell. But didn't I just say to you last week we don't do enough Andy McDowell stories? There would have been a time in my life once, Steve, where I would have said every story should be about Andy McDowell. Her daughter, Margaret Qualley, married music producer Jack Antonoff on uh, Friday in New Jersey. And crowds gathered outside the venue to see Taylor Swift, who was a guest. No kidding. You know, that's the... Like, you, I wouldn't be going to weddings if I was as famous as Taylor Swift. I'll be like, I'm gonna, I'll take care of your registry, right? Gift, but I'm not, I'm not well, gonna go to the wedding. You know, not to have any sense of uh, bitterness. I don't disagree with you, but uh, you know, she didn't respond to our invitation. She never Did, responded. Didn't to even get an RSVP. Uh, no, you didn't even get a sorry regrets. No, no regrets. 
Not even one little uh, note from yeah. Taylor. I would have expected uh, you know a rice cooker or a, a blender. Something off the registry. Thanks for nothing, Taylor. How will AI be used in the future to create entertainment? This will have an effect on it. A U.S. district judge ruled Friday that works created by AI without human involvement cannot be copyrighted. Well, that's a good step forward, especially good. for these writers that are uh, still on strike out there. Well, you know? what are you gonna you gonna pay royalties to a to a computer program? No, that's the point. The yeah. point is they didn't want to pay. Uh, well, you shouldn't. Well, agree. And the other thing is, like, are you that? As a corporation, care so less about content that you would just let it auto-generate? Well, here's the thing. Wouldn't there need to be some kind of disclosure that this body of work, whatever it is, music, this was created created by AI? Yeah. There needs to be some sort of disclosure for that. Otherwise, you could rip off anybody. And then just murky the waters about who, well, you know, who's who is eligible for copyright uh, you know, payments and who is not. And and that's all AI is is just ripping off other things that are already out there, and they're just yeah. melding it together to make it their own. It's kind of like uh, what I how I used to write book reports. Yes, you, you take a paragraph from this book and you take a paragraph from that book and you mend it together, and, and you're like, look, I wrote a history book. Yeah, and you compare them both with the Cliff's Notes, and there you go. Yeah, yeah, I wrote about the Ottoman Empire like that. What, what kind of grade you get? Uh, I got a I got a D plus. That's not quite failing because there were some good thoughts that somebody else had about that. <laughs> uh, Charlize Theron <laughs> says she has not had a facelift, despite a recent rumor that started because of how she looks in a recent uh, Dior. Is that how you say it? Dior. 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 Anyway, she said, no, Guar. I'm thinking of Guar. Oh, the band, yeah. Yeah. She says, quote, bitch, I'm just aging. It doesn't mean I got bad plastic surgery. This is just what happens. She said it just like that, too. How about that? Ice-T's wife, Coco Austin, posted a video of herself sharing a long underwater kiss on the lips with her seven-year-old daughter. People are calling it weird and creepy, and some have even used the word incest. How long did it last? A uh, couple of minutes. Ah, that's long. That's that's creepy. It is a little. That's weird. creepy. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, you know, a, a kiss like a little peck in the cheek. That's that's as long as it should go. That, that's, Other than that, it's time to call authorities. Yeah, that's that's your kid. Uh, everybody's losing their mind now. You know Over. why? Why? Kid Rock. He was spotted at a concert in Nashville last week doing the unthinkable. He was, I was going to say, what, producing something actually good? (laughs) He was drinking a Bud Light. Can you imagine that? (laughs) I believe that more than his ability to write a good song. It was just a few months ago that Kid Rock posted a video of himself shooting cases of Bud Light and saying, quote, F Bud Light, F Anheuser-Busch, and have all the things to go with it. All because they uh, partnered with the trans activists so they could sell more beer to the LGBTQ community. The video helped spearhead the cancellation of Bud Light, which was actually very successful. Yeah. Uh, but now the same people who jumped on that bandwagon want to now cancel Kid Rock to the point where one guy even claims, I've already shot up all my Kid Rock albums. I'm sorry, man. I did that years ago when I got drunk on Bud Light and threw it out the window. The fact that you even bought Kid Rock albums. 
should say enough about you. And the yeah. fact that now you want to cancel him says well, even more. Listen, uh, the guy, he has every right to, to post videos like that and do that. Of course. Listen, and, he, and he has the right to drink whatever he wants. Yeah, but die on the hill. Don't just, like, get sick on the hill. Die on the hill. <sighs> do you think for a moment that that picture of him drinking a Bud Light yeah. might have been sponsored? By Anheuser-Busch. Oh, I'm sure it was. Like they would have said, I'll tell you what, kid. How about we pay you $100 yeah. to have a Bud Light and someone photographs it? That's what I'm thinking. And he says, I'll yeah. take it. When somebody offers you enough money, your ideologies go out the window. Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry. I'll drink a Bud Light. Why not? Hey, if I'll tell you what. I'll drink it even yeah. if you just buy the Bud Light. Yeah. You buy it, I'll drink it. You fly, uh, I'll buy you fly. Or isn't that how that we used to work with the coffee around here? I think so. Uh, Kim Kardashian recently got a Bob hairdo. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh my God, the last time I had a Bob was when Ray J gave me the hot slob on the Bob knob. <laughs> or let me give him the hot slob. It's the other way no, around. It's, yeah. it's understood. On the Bob knob. And that sex tape you can purchase on Uport for thirty nine ninety five. And Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, jiggle-gagged the chili pot. <laughs> I had her turkey neck the Wookiee cookie. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she gave me the... What's that? Well, I can't tell you because you got to only say it when your mouth is full. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you back. More than a mouthful. So good to have you back. I'll be taking a vacation. <laughs> And that is your Hollywood trash we're going to do. Ah! Umpire Junior Valentine called him safe, which would have tied up the game at five apiece. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I've never been one to second-guess the officiating in Major League Sporting events. To me, umpires and referees are paid to use their best judgment. Sometimes those decisions are the right ones, and other times they must be corrected through the use of current technology, such as instant replay. Now, 99.99% of the time, I'm against relying on machines and computers for these kinds of things. But then, uh, well, when the results overturn a decision that allow the New York Yankees to complete an eight-game losing streak, and that sort of skit includes a three-game series with the Boston Red Sox, then I will take that kind of technological intervention all day long. Yesterday, the Red Sox beat the Yankees to close out a three-game series at Yankee Stadium. This includes yesterday's thrilling Red Sox win 6-5. to five. However, the game could have potentially gone the other way had it not been for the Sox and their well-timed challenge of a very bad call in the eighth. It all happened like this. In the eighth inning, Yankees rookie Anthony Volpe hits a single which appeared to knock in Yankee center fielder Isaiah Kiner-Falefa for the tying run. Umpire Junior Valentine called him safe which would have tied up the game at five apiece. However, after further review, Connor Wong from the Red Sox made the tag at home and the call was reversed. The replay also showed that Wong did not crowd the plate, which was alleged by the Yankees. In other words, the Yankees are a terrible baseball team who have now lost eight games in a row, which I should point out is something they have not done in 28 years. I also believe it's the first time in history that a team with a $279 million payroll has ever had an eight-game losing streak. 
And it ain't just me saying they're terrible. Manager, Marin, uh, manager Aaron freaking Boone said it too when he's quoted after the game by saying, quote, they've kicked our ass. Well, Skip, the Red Sox can't take all the credit. You guys were on a five-game losing streak before the Red Sox even got off the bus. Having said that, the Yankees now fallen four games below 500 and are nine games out of the wild card race, whereas the Red Sox are only three games out. So thank you, Mr. Instant Replay Operator Guy, for having the wherewithal to reverse a very bad call in the Red Sox favor. I think we all owe you a great deal of gratitude. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Breakfast goes outdoors with the Blackstone Outdoor Griddle from Rocky's. Bacon and eggs on a Blackstone? Oh, hell yes. Griddle anything on a Blackstone. Now, 350 bucks at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Plus, you get the five-piece stainless steel griddle tool set absolutely free. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, nice and sunny today with a high of 85. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen coming up after 7 o'clock and your chance to win tickets. See Jackie the Joke Man Marling at the South End Community Center on September 9th. Yeah. We've got that chance a little bit later on today. Uh, so I, uh, I just uh, came back from a week of... Uh, Paradise. Oh yeah, on the uh, on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Well, you earned it. Yeah, you, you, you've uh, really been working so so hard. Well, I have been, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what? I I did deserve that uh, vacation, and the uh, the other ones I deserved those too. And you did, and the other one before that. I, oh, you. Re- I mean, you really put your time in. Yeah, but now I'm tapped out. Now I got to wait until at least January. Oh, Jesus. To have that all reset. But you know what? The summer of Steve has finally come to an end. <laughs> um, but uh, so we left uh, last Saturday, uh, probably around 11 o'clock at night. Okay. I do I do this. Uh, the check-in isn't... Basically, what, what I do is I, I, I rent a house, or I, I'm a portion of a renter, of these giant homes that are on the beach in the Outer Banks, like these, uh, there's like thirty king bedrooms in this place. House is like eight and a half million dollars. It's it's ridiculous, and and it's really nice. But sure. obviously, that you're you're not paying the full rental fee of like fifty grand for the week. You're splitting that up among all the people that go. And there was like, you know, 50 people in this house. Yeah. Well, I would leave you in a debt of $49,000 if that were the case. Did you ever go on vacation with a bunch of other people? Oh, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Um, In a way, like, because I know like some of the people... I don't know them well, but like the, the every time we go down there, we're we're getting to know them a little bit better. So the two times that we went yeah. down to, to North Carolina, the the Outer Banks, we went with the, like all family, cousins and stuff. Yeah. So I knew everybody, I knew them fairly well. But yeah, it's weird because it's like, no matter where you go, there's somebody there. Yeah. You know, it's like there's no real privacy while you're there. There is though, because you, uh, like we we had our own room, so we had you know privacy among that. As for, I mean, yes, you're sharing a common kitchen area, right, and and things like that. But it it actually works out okay because everybody's doing their own thing. Like you're not plan unless you plan with other people that you want to do something together. Yeah, for the I most guess part that. you're on your own. And the cool thing is the thing is right on the beach. You got a big giant swimming pool, and then the the beach is right beyond that. And this house is loaded with like rich people things. 
Like there was a, there was a <laughs> massage room. You don't that, have one in your house now? No, I don't have a massage room. I don't have a sauna. You don't have I a don't, sauna? No, no. I well, sometimes I turn the heat on, the heat fan on in the bathroom really high. Sure. And I pretend like I'm in a sauna, but that's about as close as I get to it. And so it had uh, it had that it had like an Xbox gaming room. They had like three Xboxes for the kids to play with. You don't have that in your house now? No, I don't have that. I don't have any video games. Well, I actually have a. I have an old Nintendo. How old? Uh, the the nineteen eighty three oh, version. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. How you're living in that place? So uh, it's got all this stuff, and, and the massage room. It not only does it have a table where you could call a masseuse to come visit you to do the <laughs> massage, it has this like seventh. I looked it up. Seven thousand dollars for this massage chair that they had. Wow. Yeah, it was really really nice. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. You go and. Do beach stuff all day, and you want to relax, so you sit in a massage chair and you get a massage. You know, it's pretty good. But you know, inviting someone to your house to give you a massage—that sounds like it might be illegal in all fifty states. Well, I don't think you're actually. Um, there are professional masseuses out there, Bax. So it's that not do like, house calls. You don't think there's not, there's people that do that that uh, well, I'm, that I'm, aren't in the business of uh, providing happiest of days? I don't, I don't know. End, I don't uh, know. I'm I'm not really uh, I'm not really a customer. Yeah. In that sector, but I just assumed. Well, well, no, that that that's not how that works. There are professional people out there who don't want to do any of that. But uh, but yeah, you're you're with a bunch of other people, um, and it was uh, again like. I, we started going, there was a friend of mine who invited us down one year back, I don't know, five years ago or so. Okay. He didn't go on the trip. So now it's like you're, you knew some of the people there, but then you just get to know them. And then there was new people that hadn't been there before. Some old friends that I knew that, that they were on the trip. So it kind of like, uh, you get a little, I, I tried to be like a little mayor. Like you go around, you have little conversations with each one of them. Oh yeah, you know, sure. Some, but and yeah, throughout the whole week, you kind of get to know people. Well, you want to be friendly. You have to be friendly. You're sure living you in do. the same house together. You don't want anybody uh, doing anything to you while you sleep. Yeah, no kidding. Know? But uh, but but what a great time! One of the guests, though, this is interesting. She says, uh, you know, she introduces herself, and I said, uh, she, she talks about this place. Rock, Rock 102. Okay. And she goes, I, ha- I have a claim to fame with that. And I said, really? And she goes, do you remember the six big ones billboards? <laughs> yes, I do. She was one She was one set of the six big ones. No kidding. Yeah. Which one was she? She was the first and third boob, so you figure out the math on that. I don't know which one. The first and the third? No, I, no, I, no, no, I always no. remember like them I'm being just... in, 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 in sets yeah. uh, numerically. Yeah, well, no kidding. Yeah, that was the weird part where she was number one and three. And I'm like, oh, how do wow, you, you know, well, well, you make a set, I guess, out of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a, I met a famous person. Wow. Uh, a person who had been up on a billboard that you were a part of. Small world, and then, it? Uh, and then we talked about how Gloria Steinem had been in town uh, oh, that yeah. same week, and that was a good uh, one. everything went to hell. That so was a good one. You meet all these interesting people on vacation. Yeah, but then all of a sudden they like, uh, you know, it's like people from, you know, you know, the periphery of your past yeah. come back. That's interesting. No it, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You never know who you're going to run into on vacation. You know, those were uh, those were nice, nice ladies. And you know, we uh, we did a couple of uh, public events yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, I think there was one that we did at the Big E. It was like a, something called like the Man, like the Man 
Fest or Man Show or so, yeah. something like that. And they all showed up. And so did the uh, the Patriots cheerleaders. Interestingly enough, the listeners there yeah. were more interested in the three ladies than they were with the Patriots cheerleaders. Well, yeah, because you're looking at that every day when you drive by it on 91. Yeah, like, I know. Did you not notice that? And you're like, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to go meet that set right I think, there. I think they wanted to be assured that the visuals they were used to correctly corresponded to the faces of everything that was shown. Yeah. Like, you want to make sure, are they a matching set? You know, face and everything else. And, they, you know, they're all, all three of them were lovely ladies. Well, there was eight boobs in that picture, including you two. We weren't you know, actually in the picture. Oh, you weren't in it? No. It was just the, th- the three sets? Just the three women. Well, there you go. Yeah. Right, I was going to say. Because that, you're right. That would have been, been a fourth set, of, and then it would have been eight, and then it would have been any Yeah, sets. I think there was a, uh, a very brief conversation that we should not have our faces next to the three sets of boobs. Yeah, probably not. But that might idea. have been a little over the top. But there you go. I met. I huh. yeah. I'll uh, be damned. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like meeting Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, but better. Wait, but much, well, wait, much way better. better. But I'm just talking about you know you haven't heard from these people in a while, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Wow. A little trip down memory lane. Did you take uh, Did you take any uh, pictures to? No, you know, like little candid snaps. You know, I didn't really think that was appropriate. To, you know, being around my kids. Uh, hey, girl. Hey, girls. Why don't you well, go wait over there? I'm gonna go take a couple of shots of these. Uh, you could have taken a selfie, and that would have been fine. It wouldn't I have to show any. You could have done could it from have. the neck up. That's what would have been fine. I, I suppose I could have, but I, but I didn't. That's, that's that's almost too bad. Because now, if I ask you off the air the name of the lady, yeah. And now I'm gonna have to kind of go into my into my memory bank to try to remember well, which one was which. The memory bank. Yes. To find. Oh yeah. For something that happened twenty five years ago. Yeah, I believe her last name was McGee, and I can't remember <laughs> the first name. Did she ever work? But it right at news, news in San Diego. Was it Mitz? <laughs> Can't remember. Spitz. Spitz. Mark, like, yeah, Mark, like, yeah, like Mark Spitz. Spitz McGee. Yeah, 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 there you go. There you go. So there you go. I met I met a famous person on vacation. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The newest way to save money is also the easiest. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be nice sunny today. High of 85. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen is going to be joining us in just a little bit. Also, your chance of winning tickets to see Jackie the Joke Man Martling at the South End Community Center on September 9th. Uh, the Zombie Hideout is uh, sponsoring that show. Should be a good one. You'll have a chance of tickets later on today. Sweet. Uh, you want to laugh or you want a few more minutes? I don't know. Nah, you, we can laugh now. I'm, uh, I'm in right. no rush. Let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. So a perfectly normal couple has a baby, but very unexpectedly, the baby is born without arms. Without arms? Or legs. Or legs? Or even a body. No body? It's just a head. Just a head. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Kick into gear your suspense of disbelief. I don't believe it's any of it. It's just a joke. Well, it's just a joke. I know. I get it. Yeah. All right. So it's just a head, right? Yes. Nevertheless, the couple embrace their roles as parents, and as usual, as unusual as it is, they raise the baby, trying to make his life as normal as possible. Obviously, it's a struggle, but they manage, and they love and treat their son like any other normal kid as much as they possibly can. 
And on the day of their son's 21st birthday, the father decides to take his son for his first official real drink as an adult. Right? Okay. So they go to a local pub where the father proudly puts the head on the bar and he orders two shots of the finest. Right? Bartender can't believe what he's seeing, but goes ahead and gets the drinks anyway. Father takes the drinks, cheers the glasses together, and takes his shot while pouring it into his son's mouth. And lo and behold, the head starts wiggling and shaking, and suddenly, dramatically, it sprouts an entire torso. Shut up. Yeah. What the hell? Screams the dad. Bartender, two more shots. Right? And they do it again, and the torso and head start wiggling and shaking, and boom, the sun sprouts two arms. No kidding. Yeah. Unbelievable, says the dad. Two more shots. And this time, of course, the son, delirious with happiness, does his own shot, and the subsequent shaking and wiggling leads him to instantly sprouting two legs. It's a miracle. Yeah. Two more shots, screams the dad. Holy crap. Wait, screams the son. Look, I can walk. I can run. And with that, the son goes running out the door, straight into traffic, and gets obliterated by a bus. And the bartender goes, hmm, should have quit while he was ahead. Ah, yeah! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sing pow! <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Find A-plus deals for back to school. It's 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it's brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I don't know how much we cover uh, Sturbridge, but uh, I'll give you some news about that because uh, the area of 383 New Boston Road in Sturbridge is closed after an accident involving a downed telephone pole with wires happened earlier this morning. According to the uh, Sturbridge police, the road remained closed to northbound traffic uh, south of 383 and will be closed to southbound traffic north of 383. Uh, power is out in the area, and there's no estimated time of when uh, repairs will be complete. Must have been pretty nasty then. No National kidding. Grid is currently working on restoring power within the area. Officials are asking for everyone to use another route when traveling today. So there you go. Uh, lots of car accidents this morning. A car drove into a canal on Lyman and Canal Street in Holyoke early Saturday afternoon. The Holyoke Fire Department initially responded to the accident at approximately 1.45 p.m. at the intersection of Lyman and Canal Streets. When the 22 News crew arrived, you want to know what they saw? What do they see? Oh, my God, it was like a great car, and it looked like it was all wet, and there was fish coming out of it and everything. It was crazy. Remember when that happened in uh, Tom Cruise and Risky Business, where they open up the car and the fish yeah. falls out of the door? It was crazy. Sure was. Eventually, the car was recovered and pulled out of the canal by a large tow truck. Oh, is that how they did it? Yes, hmm. but a large tow. A large tow truck. Uh, what is it? The camel towing truck? Is it that, <laughs> that they, they have down south? As of now, there's no word on who was in the car. Wait a minute. You had a crew on scene and you didn't say who was in the car? Seems to me that uh, that would have been the who, what, where, and why of the entire journalistic uh, process. Uh, there were well over 50 people gathered in the area looking over the fence to watch the car being recovered. Southwick Police and uh, Mount Mass State Police were there providing assistance. The incident is currently under investigation by the Holyoke Police and the Mass State Police. It's the second time in a week that a car has gone into the canal. Did you see that last week? I didn't even see that. Uh, yeah, I did see that. You know, there were a lot. Of, I mean, there were accidents all over the all over the place. 
yeah in the in the last uh, couple of days and, and i was driving uh yesterday and there was like the like the traffic jams yeah like on the pike were crazy and then it, but no accidents i hate that when that happens you get these major backups and when you finally get past it there's like nothing there to have slowed anything down it's like what were we all slowing down for? Probably because by the time you got to it, they cleaned it up. I guess, but man, just just move on. Just keep driving. Stop looking. Uh, I was very lucky not to encounter any traffic whatsoever going down to North Carolina or coming back from North Carolina, and I figured out the perfect times to leave. I left here at 11 o'clock at night. Okay. You got to drive through the night. You're going to have to prepare yourself to do that. And then I got to, like, just before you get to Maryland, Mm -hmm. I wound up taking a nap for about 40, 45 minutes. Because we didn't have to check in until, like, 4 in the afternoon anyway. But I wanted to get down in that area without having to deal with all that traffic. And uh, and that worked out. The only thing that was bad about it was New York City at 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. No traffic. I drove over that George Washington Bridge like it was, uh, like they had just built it. I and like it, I like when uh, yeah. when you get over that uh, without a problem. Yeah, and um, but the storms, the torrential downpour, and the lightning was shooting sideways in the sky, which was the weirdest thing I've ever actually witnessed yeah. in person. I've seen it on TV and stuff, but I've never. I think it was like shooting right by the car window, almost looked like. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When you're driving uh, overnight, long, yeah. long road trip like this, and you said you made all the, the proper arrangements and preparations to do so. Yeah. What do you do? What do I do? What do you What do you bring? Because I, I know for me, whenever I had to do like a long yeah. distance trip, the only thing that really worked for me time and time again, uh, White Castles and Jolt Cola. I don't know what it was. Those two things no, combined I, kept I, me up all night long. I packed my own sandwiches. And I have a little little tiny cooler there uh, in, the, okay. in the middle. So I can, because the kids fall, usually fall asleep anyway. Right. So I usually uh, take out a nice uh, roast beef sandwich that oh, I made. And uh, you know, Boar's Head, by the way. That's oh, of course. Good stuff from, yeah. the, uh, from now. Big Y actually sells it now. I know. Which is good. Good thing. And uh, and I just uh, I eat that. And then uh, hmm. I don't know, I have some coffee. Usually I have an iced coffee with me. Right. And then uh, anytime I'd pull over, I'd refill the iced coffee because I bring that with me in the, in the cooler too. And then uh, on the way back, I, I took uh, two of those five-hour energy drinks. Two of them? Well, not together, but one when I got on the Well, it was about a couple hours after I got on the road. You didn't wait five hours? No, no, no. I waited five hours. And then, you, okay, to, to wait to the five, yeah. took the second one yeah. for, a, uh, for a full ten hours. Yeah, and I made and sure. Listen, I, I don't mess around with that stuff. If I feel like I'm going to fall asleep or get tired... I immediately pull over into the next rest area and just take a nap. That's what I did yeah. going down there. But I was uh, I was wide awake, and I uh, huh. I pushed through, and I got all the way through New York City again, left at 4 in the afternoon, or 4.30 in the afternoon, and got home at 4.30 a.m. That's awesome. It's too bad they don't make Jolt anymore, because uh, that was a good product. Yeah. Twice the sugar, three times the caffeine. Yeah. Mm-mm. See, you don't Mm-mm. even need the sugar. You just get it. A, it's, you, you just drink that little bottle of puke. Yeah. It's five-hour energy drink. Right. Know? But it's, that's why the White Castles would kind of uh, neutralize the sweetness. Oh, yeah, with yeah. The, the White Castle. With those little yeah. tiny onions. Mm. You know, I saw they're, they're huge on the fried chicken down in the south, man. 
I don't know what it is about the what what is it about the South and the fried chicken? Is that just like the I don't know, but they they sell fried chicken in places you wouldn't expect fried chicken to be sold. Yes, and that's my point. We were dry. All right, so we get down to again, we don't have to be there until four in the afternoon. So we got all this time. I'm down already in the Maryland area by five a.m. I take a little nap for about forty five minutes, and then we get back on the road. And uh, my kids and I like to do this. Uh, antique thrift shopping thing like go find because there's a ton of them on that route 13 going all the way down right uh yeah throughout to, to virginia and uh we see this flea market. it was a flea market okay flea market and fried chicken and there was all these people eating fried chicken at like 7 30 in the morning it was just one of these weird see things. that's see this is the thing because when you see that when you see a big crowd like yeah. that at the fried chicken, you know it's going to be good fried chicken because yeah. they could get fried chicken anywhere they wanted. Yeah. But it's that flea market fried chicken. Yeah. There's... That drags in the crowds. But it's probably one of those things that's like, this is the staple. Even though this place looks like uh, like a, something out of a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the fried chicken. I didn't have any of the fried chicken. It was a little too early for fried chicken for me at Steve, that point. Steve, it's never too early for fried chicken. Well, I just didn't feel... I had all those roast beef sandwiches. I oh, didn't yeah. want to eat the thing. I've been going on and on about that. Maybe we should actually get to some news. Do you think maybe uh, we should do that? <laughs> hey, four members currently serving on the East Hampton School Committee have announced their candidacy in the upcoming fall 2023 municipal elections. Oh, this should be good. Megan Harvey, Ben Hersey, Sam Hunter, and Laura Scott pulled nomination papers for school committee. There will be a total of uh, six school committee uh, seats on the ballot this November with Mayor Nicole Chappelle serving as the seventh seat. Uh, starting this fall, the responsibilities include a renewed search for a district superintendent, That's good. developing and imp- approving an annual school department budget, and continuing to improve community building. Yeah. Yeah, how do you build communities when you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, listen, I don't know. This last committee tore the community apart. Yeah, they were like a, a national disgrace for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, that uh, that Ben Hersey guy, he's like the Sweden. He's Sweden of the school committee. He just wants everything. Well, I don't know why everybody's going. Why is everybody getting all upset? What's going on? Can't we all just get along? As long as you don't call anybody yeah. a lady. He's the Rodney King of the East Hampton yeah. School Committee. <laughs> why can't we all just get along? So good luck to them. I, I'm sure that'll be uh, that'll be something, right? Well, it's about it's about. I'm actually surprised as uh, there are not more people running for those seats. Yeah, there might. I think be. like everybody in town would try to uproot the people that were already there. You know what it is? Sometimes people just get so sick of the fact that, <clears throat> like, you you have this feeling like things are never going to change. So why bother? That's kind of a mentality yeah. that, that some people get. And then and then this is why you end up with what you end up with. You know, years ago, I was talking to a guy that uh, that I know who sat on the um, East Longmeadow Building commu- uh, uh, Committee and said, you've lived in East Longmeadow long enough. You should uh, you should run. And I'm going on, on the building committee. I don't think so. No, I, I, I wouldn't run for any elected office. I don't care how small the office is. I'm the last person who should be in charge of running this place. It wouldn't be a bad idea to be involved, like, you know, voting or paying attention. I'll vote. Yeah, but this is what happens. You don't know people don't pay attention to what's going on in their own town. 
and then all of a sudden something like this comes up and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? I'll tell you, it's been going on all along. Now you're just hearing about it because it actually sparked right. an interest. I, but I see, I, I don't want to be involved in the decision-making process. I'll right. vote. I'll be a part of that. But that's really where I have to draw the line. No, never want to be. A, I don't want to be on any committee. I don't want to have to, you know, you know, take any of my time to piss people off because really that's what you're doing in a situation like that. Yeah. Just, you know, piss, you know, pissing people off. Someone wants to build a business and you say no, please yeah. forget it. Planning committee. That's what it was. The plan, not building committee. The planning committee. I don't want to be a part of any of that. I always wanted to be a city planner. No, I don't want to Never. be that. No. Uh, here's some bad news. Block Island is in a state of emergency after a fire broke yeah. out in a historic hotel overnight. The fire began at the Harborside Inn on Water Street. The Block Island Chamber of Commerce says around 50 fighter, firefighters from around Rhode Island were flown or shipped in to help battle the blaze. Emergency crews also used the Block Island Ferry to transport emergency vehicles. The roof caved in around 1.30 this morning, uh, according to the Chamber of Commerce. Is This happened yesterday, then. This actually uh, happened Saturday into Sunday. Saturday into Sunday, yeah. Oh, the story just hasn't been updated. Uh, Chris Clough of Fairfield said, All we could see was smoke pouring out into the harbor. We came down here to unfortunately see the harbor side in totally engulfed like 3 in the morning. Devastation, you know. I mean, right before Labor Day weekend here on Block Island, this hotel and restaurant, it's the best breakfast on the island. You know, it's weird. Um, and I, I was watching video of this uh, like yesterday. So Block Island, the only way to get to Block Island is by ferry. Or plane. Or by plane. But when it comes to emergency vehicles like this, they were literally putting fire, fire trucks on a ferry to go fight this fire. Which, you know, like you talk about like response time. Yeah. You know, I mean, a ferry can go fairly fast, but uh, not fast enough to douse a fire before there's real damage. But that's the only way they could do it because they have, you know, they have a fire department on Block Island. But if you need like mutual aid from anybody, yeah, that's how you got to do it yeah. on a ferry. Well, plus you got to wait for everybody to finish their snacks and drinks from the snack bar on right. board the ferry. I mean, that takes time. That takes you gotta, time. Yeah, these firefighters, you don't think? I don't think they clean up after themselves. I think they just kind of leave their little. You know, there's piles of goldfish crackers. Oh, I know that's a mess. Capri Suns, and they're like, oh, we were thirsty. We know we're gonna go battle this big blaze. Well, that's just the cost of doing business if you're a ferry operator. Yeah, I uh, the idea of living on an island um, is not doesn't appeal to me. Black Island's pretty nice, though. I'm sure it's very nice to visit, but oh, I yeah. wouldn't want to live there full time. It's inconvenient in a lot of ways. you got to really love being on the island to live there year-round. Ah, the island life. It's not that tropical. Yeah. Well, between this and Hawaii, yeah, like, no. uh, this is a this is a big mess we got going on. Here. The mainland is always the best land. That's true. Uh, in your own home, yes, is where uh, you probably belong. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be nice and sunny with a high of eighty five. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of seventy eight. It's sixty three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Oh yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.50, and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 85. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you miss any part of today's Bax and Nagel show, do not fret. You can always check out the, uh, the Bax and Nagel daily podcast, uh, available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is uh, Bob Walkenhorst. 
from the band The Rainmakers. Now, you may not remember them, but at the time, in 1986, they were a band that was touted as the next big American band. And uh, it was like multiple national (laughs) sources that were saying this, but due to like unfortunate distribution, bad timing, and a lot of unforeseen circumstances, it didn't quite work out that way. They did become very successful in Europe, but not here in their in their home country. It's an amazing story, and uh, Bob was the, uh, the the leader of the band, the main songwriter. They, they he talks about all kinds of things, and it's a really really cool interview. You could check that out again wherever you find podcasts. All brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. That's like uh, one of them, um, like a like a really over enthusiastic little league coach who was one injury away from making it to the Red Sox. He's he's not. Uh, I've seen those guys before. We, we go visit other teams and the ones that are like yelling at the kids, and, right? You know, yeah, like doing all these things. He's, he's not the uncle in Napoleon Dynamite, right? You know, right he's, right. he's not that. I mean, right. they they had a successful career. They released nine records, but there was a lot of anticipation and enthusiasm for them early on but it just didn't work out the same way ah well you know it sometimes (laughs) it happens you miss your chance yeah well it's a it's a really interesting story so please check that out when you uh when you can um the other thing i did uh, we uh we took a, a a tour of the uh the wild horses on the beach of now i'm saying it wrong it's spelled corolla Right. North Carolina, but I think it's Carla. I think that's how they know you're from out of town by when, you, when yeah. you say Corolla. Listen, let's pronounce like, it incorrectly so we know when someone's from uh, not around these parts. Yeah, it's like some dumb redneck from the south coming up here going, where's Worcester, Massachusetts? You know, that kind of thing. You're right. Coming from the north, you're like, where's Corolla? Yeah, they know you're saying it wrong. Anyway, uh, I've always wanted to see these things, and I, I, I've, I had read about them uh, quite a bit. And uh, I was like, well, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've heard this song like 18 times a day here on Rock 102, but the actual first time seeing these things. Yeah. On a beach, just in people's backyards. Just like strutting their stuff. Like everyday pest, like a squirrel or a bunny rabbit. A squirrel. Yes. Oh God! Yeah, so, I can't handle this song, but I can handle. Yeah, uh, you, you posted a you posted a bunch of pictures of these horses. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, it's wild. They're wild horses, and they couldn't drag me away. No, they couldn't, could they? Um, but it's it's one of these things where you can drive on the beach if you have a four wheel drive vehicle, because everybody who lives on that side of the Outer Banks, yeah, you have to get there by four wheel drive. There's no road. It's not like a like a regular paved road. Everything is is sand. And uh, this guy, we're in a caravan. It was like a Ford F three fifty pickup truck with a bunch of seats on the back. <laughs> you know, <we're> just, <laughs> and 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 it, the speed limit says fifteen miles an hour. But this guy must be must have been doing forty forty five at least. Because he's got beach. that kind of truck. And it looks like you're in snow because that's how thick the sand is down there. But uh, nevertheless, we, we drive down this uh, this long, long stretch of beach. Couldn't drag me away. Couldn't drag me away. So we, we get out there, and you actually see one coming. Like, one jumped over the, the dune and yeah. started running around, and then it was gone by the time we get there. And it's like a whale watch. You don't know if you're going to see these things or not. Because sometimes they hide. Sometimes they don't yeah. want to be seen. But we get up to this uh, this one thing, and this lady uh, has on the beach, 
she's a like a volunteer environmental person, and she's got um, a sea turtle nest. And then she starts explaining, like, well, you know, they're not uh, they're not ready to come out yet, and whatever. But uh, we expect within the next five days or so uh, to come out. And I, you ever see those nests on the beach? They're all yeah. cordoned off by the uh, by the environmental people. Well, on the way back, at the end of the horse tour, yeah, the sea turtles were hatching. No kidding. Yeah, they were hatching and they were running into the water. That was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen because you always see the nest, but you never see the actual birth. Uh, happening. They're coming wow, out of the that's eggs cool. and, and these workers are helping them out. And I got videos. You can go check them out on my Facebook thing. It's like the kid, the thing's walking down the beach into the water. It kind of reminds you of that Disney movie. So in a single day, you saw wild horses. Yeah. But then you also saw the turtles. Yes, I did. Imagine me and you and you and me yeah, I don't remember those. Yeah, I don't really have it either. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the turtles uh, wow. walked into the ocean. It was Flo it. and Eddie. Huh? Flo and Eddie. Flo and Eddie. Flo and Eddie from the turtles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, he wasn't there. That's too bad. But uh, it's actually, two guys. But <clears throat> this this area where all of these obviously people have money to live out on this thing, and there's all these houses among a neighborhood that has nothing but sand roads. And we actually got to see the the house that The Rock was building, which was this giant mansion-type really? thing. How close could you get? Because you could could you smell uh, the things that The Rock had cooking? Well, I uh, yes, and what he's cooking is a giant property tax bill because that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like. I was like, man, yes. look at this place. But the, the guy was saying, like, it, to, in order to live out here, you're not anywhere near a grocery store. You're not any, and you have to have four wheel drive. Yep. He was talking about one guy that has a Tesla that lives out there, but he waits for the tide to go down and then drives his car across and then gets into the. And I'm like, listen, if you have enough money to not only own a Tesla, but to own one of these houses on the beach, get yourself a freaking, you know, four-wheel drive vehicle. Why, yeah. why are you wasting your money? Uh, so you something? can show everybody in the neighborhood, I have yeah. a Tesla. I'm the only one that lives out here, and uh, so I'm, the, I'm the douche that has yeah. the, uh, the, I'm the one, Tesla. I'm the one with the sports car, because I have the money to live down here with a sports car. And then, as cool as it is, these horses are just walking around everywhere, just eating grass and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And I'm like, eh, they're in your yard, and you can't touch them. You can't yell at them. You can't tell them to shoo. You can't. It's all protected. Do you realize the kind of have a heart trap yeah. you'd have to put out there to get rid of these things? I know. Enormous. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it. Did you know how they got there? I've heard this story, and I can't remember. Well, there's so it was, a story it was about like it. It's like Spanish explorers. Yes. Because they're, they're Spanish horses and, and or, or descendants of the Spanish horses mm-hmm. or whatever. 500 years ago, when these ships would get stuck on the sandbars, they'd have to get rid of some weight. So they they got rid Ditch of the, the horses, horses, and then the horses went and uh, made their own little colony. It's kind of kind of neat how they just stuck around. And then uh, the population was like 5,000 of them, and now they're down to about 100 because they get hit by cars and all no, this other yeah. stuff. So now they've uh, dwindled down. But you know what? One of the coolest things uh, I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And I didn't have to worry about sticking around and watching them, you know? You like, just saw them. Yeah, just saw them. I don't have to I don't have to have them in my yard. <laughs> I'd be I'd be telling them to get the hell out. I know. Yeah. Get get your clippity clops out of here and uh, mind your get off my lawn. Yep.
It's uh, 659 at Rock 102. Summer's not over. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't think you need me to tell you that football is a dangerous game. Even in a meaningless exhibition game in which the outcome is largely irrelevant, a dude can get seriously messed up. One minute you're looking to make the cut, the next minute everyone thinks everything goes wrong and you're being taken off the field. And as much as I love football, and I do, I don't like seeing that sort of thing happen no matter whether it's happening during an exhibition game or during the regular season. On Saturday, the Patriots-Green Bay preseason game was cut short after rookie cornerback Isaiah Bolden was lifted off the field at Lambeau Field after inadvertently being hit by one of his teammates. The result of the hit left Bolden with a head injury in which Bolden was immobilized and quickly taken to a nearby hospital. Now, the good news is Isaiah Bolden was released from the hospital yesterday and appears to be okay despite suffering an alleged concussion. In fact, he was able to travel back to Foxborough yesterday with the rest of his teammates. But here's the really good news. Rather than try to finish off a game that doesn't really matter in the first place, Bill Belichick wasted no time in conferring with Green Bay head coach Matt LaFleur to suspend the rest of the game. There's 11 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. You've pretty much seen everything you're going to see. Finishing up the game after watching a young man in what could have been a devastating, life-threatening injury seems to have made no sense, and frankly, calling the game, I think, was absolutely the right thing to do. The Patriots also canceled today's practice uh, with the Tennessee Titans because, again, I think the Patriots have a pretty good idea of who's going to make the team and who's going to get cut, and needlessly putting bodies in harm's way is kind of irresponsible. Even Matthew Slater said that taking the initiative to suspend the game on Saturday was one of his proudest moments under Bill Belichick, and that's coming from a three-time Super Bowl champion. And I think that says an awful lot about how serious these situations can be and how, despite popular opinion, Bill Belichick might in fact be a compassionate and caring human being. Man, you think you know a guy. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pains and stains come in cans. The know-how and the service, that comes in person. That's why when you go to Rocky's for paints and stains and good people, paint people, you'll find them at every paint department at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 713 in Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be uh, sunny and nice today with a high of 86. It's uh, 68 right now in downtown Springfield. What a thrill it is to welcome broadcast legend Scott Cohen. Oh, thank you from a, from a Hall of Famer. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take it. That and a dollar get you on a bus. How you doing? Um, how am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing all right. I had a I had a very eventful weekend, and I couldn't wait to come into the studio and tell you guys all about it. Hey, let me let me go get my popcorn because I saw the trailer on Facebook that you were going to talk about this. I had my car stolen Friday night. Really? Right out of the damn driveway. Really? Yes. And where were you? I was in Melrose, where my girlfriend lives. And that's, and a ni- that's a nice area. Melrose is a nice town. Were these yeah. people who were looking to steal uh, you know, crap box cars? Or no, like, are you steal kidding? Death traps? This kid. So so, I, so the, the car's in the drive. And it, listen, totally my own fault. We go out to dinner. You know, you have leftovers from dinner, and we decided to go to the supermarket to get stuff for breakfast in the morning. Get back, you know, you get back to the house. Here, you take this, I'll take this, and you got, I, we just, I just got distracted, 
and the fob was in the car. Oh, oh my God. You might as well put a sign that said, steal me. I there. know. Because, you know, it's like I, I have an Audi, and you can't steal. It's not like back in the day with a screwdriver in the in the uh, uh, the ignition. It, yeah. it, that, it just doesn't work that way. No, you just cut out the middle man. I cut out the middle man and let, yeah. leave the key <laughs> in the car. Oh, here, take this. <laughs> I didn't like it anyway. So what happened is, you know, people have the have the ring doorbell things. The cops came and, and they, you know, there was this kid, just a kid, you know, white hoodie up, black pants. He's walking down the sidewalk, checking people's cars mm-hmm. for this or that or the other thing. And, and he gets to, it was like 1245 in the morning. He gets to the house. The car's right there. There are cameras? Huh? Cameras watching this happen? Um, p- neighbors had ring cameras, okay. and of All course, right. you know, it was the friggin' talk of the neighborhood. Right, right, right. right. So the key, the kid hits the jackpot. He opened my car doors open, and there's a fob there, and he jumps in the car and he takes off. And so, um, uh, about I don't know, 15 hours later, they found the car, like quote unquote, across town, just parked in a parking lot. He right. just took it for a friggin' joyride. And the crazy thing about the kid was, and the you know the cop told me this, he was obviously just looking for money for for drugs or whatever, and so literally from just petty theft, he he ratches it up to grand theft auto because he stole the car, mm-hmm. and um so I had the I had my friggin' car stolen, and did, they you know did, you're in Melrose and you're driving an Audi. That's like a that's like a big fat phony town. That's like yeah. a Chrysler K car being stolen in that area. It's the crummiest car in the entire city, and that's the uh, one they choose. That's to, the one he choose chooses. to pinch. Well, because it was the easiest one to steal. <laughs> it was the easiest one to steal. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. It's like I've never, I've never, ever, ever done anything like that before. Leaving, I, I mean, I just don't do that. And the one time you do it, you mm. get bit in the ass. Yeah. Well, hey, you, now you know you're never going to leave yeah, your I'm keys never, in the car. I'm again. never yeah. going to do that so again. At, at any point, did your girlfriend say, "I might be with a damn fool"? Yeah. <laughs> did she ever say that? She, no. She. It's like I take I take things in stride. You know, she goes bananas uh, if some if this thank God it happened to me and not to her because she'd be in, she'd be in a straitjacket right now. Yeah. I literally I went like I was like, "Where's my?" Where where am I? Where's my car key? I need to go out and get something out of the car. I couldn't find the car key, and then I'm like, "Where's the car key?" And then I walk out onto the front steps, and I, I just look, and the car is gone. And that you know that feeling. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like I'm like, is is this? Am I on candid camera? Yeah. <laughs> and so I call her. Go, hey. I go, come here. Yeah. She goes, what? I go, no, no, just come here. And I just point, and she, she's like, oh my god, your car is gone. Dude, the car yeah. was gone. Dude, where's my car? Where's right. where's my yeah. car? It's a it's a horrible feeling. Oh when my god! When your car is stolen or vandalized, or someone tried to break into it, or they're stealing stuff off the dashboard. Right. It's a horrible feeling. God knows what. So yeah. so, so did, did they catch they caught the kid? Uh, no, they haven't caught the kid. No. Um, but you know, it's like I know. So they haven't. Cars in a in a lot. You know, is secured. Doesn't seem to be any damage to it. Well, a ra- I stole a radio sales guy's car. 
Look at this bougie, bougie you know, thing. I, you know, hey, listen, thank God the kid wasn't a golfer because my golf clubs were there. You know, he wasn't going to the country club yeah. uh, on Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. <laughs> of, I, I can see you talking to the cops. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough about the condition of the car. Yeah, are was, the clubs yeah, still yeah, in clubs. the trunk? Are the clubs still in the trunk? <laughs> so nothing of value. It, I, I'll get yeah. the car back. It doesn't seem like there's anything bad that was done to it. Yeah. But it's like... It, We've all, I know we've all done things like this. Just don't be a dummy and what, leave your keys in the car. Was the fob still with the car? Did he um, at least leave? No, but, but he did have the common decency to yeah. lock the car. Oh, well, well that's that good. Nice. And he kept, I guess he you know, threw the fob away or something ah. like that. Well, okay. he might have it, and now he has your address, so now he's going to take a trip out to Western Mass. He's going to come out to Western Mass. it's going to be gone again. It's going to be gone yeah, again. Yeah, he might as well get You know what? Those keys are pretty expensive to change the code on. <laughs> yeah, they are. So I yeah. so I have to do, I've you know, and I had to get a rental car yeah. in the east, and it just, it's just a, a nightmare. This this was yeah. so much more entertaining than your dumb sports. Dumb sport. I know, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so the funny thing was this this happened to me once before, like back in 19, I think, 1988, I had my car taken from in front of the house I lived in in Springfield. And the next morning, it happened over the weekend, and the next morning I'm in this studio telling the wow. story. And the way they recovered the car was um, they uh, they dumped it in Hartford, and then, it, you know, it's sitting there and then it gets towed to to a lot. And I mean, I had I had been without the car for like almost three weeks and we were talking about it on the air. And a guy from Springfield who works in the FBI office in Hartford is was a big fan of the show. Ah. And they had to go to the parking lot um, to the tow yard where my car was to investigate another car. And he said, hey, there's there's Cohen's car. So the FBI agent called wow. the radio station during the day. Well, That's how I got the car back. Sadly, you're not going to have that problem here because uh, the FBI doesn't like they, the show at They know. They, they don't. They're not big fans. They don't listen to the show. <laughs> how, how did they know it was your car? Because it had the Massingill wrap on the side. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. Well, I'm glad we had that conversation. Oh, you have no, no look, idea. it's all that time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we got a, a, a couple we got minutes a couple left. Minutes. Do you want to talk about the uh, the Patriots? Patriots, uh, you know, want to. Well, they suspended the game on on Saturday for for damn good reasons. Yeah. And, you Isaiah know, Bolden had the in injury, and he's gonna he's gonna and he's gonna be okay. He's he has an alleged concussion, concussion. although that's not you know official uh, yet, but yep. that appears to be what he has. Yep. A lot of people are applauding Bill Belichick, who took the initiative to cancel Just this say game. The heck with the game. Well, you know, you're in the fourth quarter. You've, you're 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 at the 11 minute mark. You've already seen all you're really going to see out you of this game. You've done what you need to do in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, this might have a little bit more. Uh, it might be a little bit more difficult to do during the regular season, but this was the right thing to do yep. in this situation. And it um and uh, what happened on Saturday night plus the game ending early. It's kind of it's com completely changed their plans for the week. They were going to go out down to Nashville to practice against the Titans uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, and they play on Friday. But now they're not going to do that. They're just going to stay in Foxborough and then fly down to Nashville at the end, end yeah, of the week. That makes sense. It does. And, um, and the Red Sox are still alive. Um, they're still three games back. They swept the Yankees. Every, every single, as I mentioned in the sportscast this morning, every single number is in their favor. They've got a nice little winning streak going, sweep the Yankees three straight, but they're still three games out in the wild card chase, and they're going to Houston for four games, 
and the Astros are competing for a wild card spot as well. Yeah. So. So there's there's a lot that they got to do. There's <laughs> even, still even three long, even three games behind. A lot of things that fall in their place. A long way to go. Yep. Uh, good to see you. Hope you get your car back. This uh, yeah, week. I will. It's, I'm gonna. I'll gotta call the insurance. The whole thing. Don't leave your keys in the car. Just just. Don't do that. I'm, I'm glad you gave that advice because I don't think people would have expected would have figured that out on their own. I know, but you, just don't be a dummy like I was. Want to uh, want to come over and play uh, Grand Theft Auto on the Xbox? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we could do that today. I don't. I got my fill of that. Uh, it's 7:22 with Bax and Nagel and Scott Cohen, a Rock 102. Hi, employer. It's 7:25 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh. The weather, I guess, where it's going to be nice today. Sunny with a high of 85 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 78. 63 right now in downtown Springfield. What? No, go ahead. Oh, no. no. I was uh, just uh, watching some of this footage of the hurricane or tropical storm uh, hitting Southern California. You know, they say it never rains in Southern California. The hell it doesn't. Man, when it pours. Hey, man, it pours. But uh, Palm Springs got more rain in one hour than the entire history of them recording weather there. Really? Isn't that crazy? How much did they get? Uh, what is it? Uh, how many? I don't know. I didn't honestly the inches, but it, the whole town's flooded. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. It is crazy. I wouldn't want to live out there. Yeah, mudslide, you know, all the mudslides that are going to happen now because of all that. If you if you're always dry and then all of a sudden you have an influx of rain as big as this you know when you think about it your people move to places like maui uh and california and florida because of the nice weather and yet those places get hammered by horrible weather all the time i think people who can afford it and are smart enough will have a vacation home yeah that can be expendable at some point with insurance because yeah, you're putting yourself in harm's way when you're living there. Yeah. Sometimes I think that the best place to live is something like, you know, very high on a hill, away from a flood zone. Like the safest place you could possibly live. Well, we're lucky we don't experience this type of extreme weather no. that, that other parts of the country do. I mean, yeah, we get major snowstorms here and there, but it's nothing. Well, well what did we get like last year? Like five inches of, of snow for over the entire course of the, the wintertime? Right, but I mean, but even, even the tornado that happened in 2011, you're talking about a 50-year weather event. It doesn't yeah. happen all the time here. I mean, it's devastating when it does happen, but it's... We're lucky we don't have to deal with that on a, on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, here you are just in the Carolinas. I mean, like every year up and down that you know, that southern coast, you know, there's a there's hurricane warnings. You're always yeah. you're always under alert for the potential of a tropical storm or a hurricane. Yeah, or severe thunderstorms, too, that can yeah. uh, knock out uh, some power and we all have, that stuff. We have no idea how lucky we got it up, up here. No, we don't. We yeah, know it's like New England's the greatest place in the damn world, except for all the things about it that aren't great. Except for all the poo in the Connecticut River. Yeah, but I yeah. could live with that. Yeah, we can. Yeah, <laughs> we that's got, nothing. We got other waterways we can hang out in. Yeah, nobody, nobody's house got mowed down. <laughs> no, you just you can just smell it from your backyard. That's right. Good it's stuff. Seven twenty-eight, a rock one hundred two. Seven thirty-one. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, lots of car accidents over the weekend. Lots. In the Springfield area. Uh, the Springfield Fire Department was sent to a two-car motor vehicle accident on Saturday, according to the department. 
At around 4.30 p.m., crews were sent to the intersection of Main and Lombard Street for a two-car accident. One person was removed from the car and was taken to a local hospital uh, for their injuries. And uh, this was Saturday, and it says 22 News will update the story as soon as more information becomes available. Man, that must be a really tight-lipped story to not find out what happened. Of course, if they asked, then yeah. I'm sure someone might have given him an answer, but that would yeah. require a certain level of effort. Uh, Block Island is in a state of emergency after a fire broke out at a host- historic hotel overnight uh, Saturday into Sunday. It began at the Harborside Inn on Water Street. The Block Island Chamber of Commerce says around 50 firefighters from around Rhode Island were flown or shipped in to help battle the fire. Emergency crews also used the Block Island Ferry to transport emergency vehicles. The roof caved in at about 1.30 a.m., and uh, the town of Block Island went into an active state of emergency, and officials are asking visitors to stay away from the island. Even though it has reopened, you can travel to the island. They just don't want you there right now. There is uh, currently no power and a limited amount of water. (laughs) This Uh, is weird. I just went, uh, just for for gigs, I I went to Expedia. Yeah. See uh, what it would cost to stay at the Harborside Inn. It says we are sold out. Oh, really? Something tells me uh, I don't think they're taking any further reservations at this time. I don't think they're going to be able to fulfill those. Got a very good rating on Expedia, 8.0. That's a very good rating. You know, it's, uh, again, with these historic things, it's like how long do you let something be historic until you really have to upgrade and make it, you know, uh, modern-day fire code safe? They, you know, I mean... The, the reality is they've done lots of updates mm-hmm. there, but it's still a hotel made of wood. Yeah, very old wood. Very old, dry wood that is sometimes replaced when mm-hmm. as needed. But, uh, you know, uh, the thing about wood is it's extraordinarily flammable. Yeah. And that's the problem with the with places like this. Well, I, you know, modern buildings are usually built with like firewalls and things like that. I don't know if they have to retrofit those things with yeah, those or whatever, know. but, uh, man, it's uh, pretty nasty. Inve- investigators have filed animal cruelty charges against two people after they said an emaciated and abused dog was found in Greenfield. Just one? This week. Uh, MSPCA spokesperson Sarah Rose Brenner said the Greenfield police and the Franklin County Sheriff's Office brought a case to their agency on July 12th after witnesses found an approximately five-and-a-half-year-old pit bull mix named Conrad needing immediate medical attention. Investigators arrived at the house and found Conrad severely emaciated and he was taken to a nearby shelter. Greenfield Police and the MSPCA reportedly conducted an investigation during which they learned that Conrad was allegedly beaten, kicked, and hit with a blunt instrument in the past. Conrad was surrendered to the MSPCA on the 24th of July and two charges of felony animal cruelty were each filed against uh, Yaris Fletcher and Alaya Rivera, both of Greenfield. MSPCA uh, director, <clears throat> MSPCA Angel Director of Adoption Centers and Programs, Mike Kiley, said in a statement, "It appears that the Conrad's rear that Conrad's rear left leg, tibia, and fibula were all broken in the past and never treated, so they healed on their own." Oh my God! Which and means they healed wrong. We also found twenty small rocks in his stomach, which likely have passed on the uh, which. Luckily, have passed on their own and didn't need to be surgically removed. What what is wrong with people? You're adults. You're not. It doesn't even matter. Like you're, you have no 
feeling. Uh, I don't know. There's you, a lot of irresponsible mm-hmm. people that are in charge of pets, babies, uh, the elderly, uh, wildly irresponsible people that should not be left in charge of any of that. Yeah. Uh, Kylie added that Conrad was incredibly skinny and extremely emaciated. As a result, he was placed on a refeeding program and has slowly regained some weight. He uh, also needed some dental surgery and treatment to his skin and ears. Uh, Conrad exemplifies how incredibly resilient dogs are despite all he's been through. He remains friendly and trusting. Uh, Those who may be interested in adopting Conrad can visit the MSPCA Boston's Adoption Center uh, on Huntington Avenue in Boston Tuesday through Sunday. It took it all the way out to Boston from uh, from Greenfield, probably because that's where they have all the the surgery stuff. Probably, but yeah. they also probably want to get it as far away from uh, this house as possible. Kara uh, Rintala, remember her? I do. She's going to stand trial again for the alleged 2010 murder of her wife, with jury selection beginning on September 6th in Hampshire Superior Court. The proceeding will make the mother of one, formerly from Granby, the second person in the state's recent history to stand trial for murder four times. Rintala's first two trials in 2013 and 2014 resulted in hung juries, and her third trial in 2016 resulted in a first-degree murder conviction and a life sentence. But the state's Supreme Judicial Court reversed that conviction in 2021, ruling the trial judge should have barred an expert witness called by the prosecution from testifying. Rather than closing the book, the Northwestern DA's office announced it would take a fourth bite of the apple shortly after the reversal. Uh, But not because we're in it for the win or the glory or the fame, but because it's the right thing to do. The first assistant Hampshire District Attorney Stephen Gagne said during a press briefing that year, Rintala and her wife, Anna Marie Cochran Rintala, were both paramedics and had a daughter. Prosecutors argue Rintala strangled her wife to death amid a rough patch in their relationship, and Rintala denies this. According to testimony from previous trials, Cochran Rintala, 37, was found at the bottom of the basement staircase, beaten and bloodied, cold to the touch, and covered in paint. First responders found Rintala cradling her wife at the foot of the stairs. Northwestern attorney David Hoos represented Rintala during the first three trials, declining to sign on for the fourth. During a recent interview, Hoos cited uh, two key factors that changed the complexion of trial number three. Uh, there were a couple of big differences after the Commonwealth couldn't get a conviction the first two times. Stephen Gagne did not call the primary investigator because I beat him up so badly in cross-examination in the first two cases. And then he came up with this quote-unquote paint expert that I tried to keep out. He's a little cocky guy. Well, he's, you know, he's a very successful attorney. You got the hoose, baby? You got the only sweetest thing in the world? <laughs> You got the who's? You know, uh, four times trying to convict yeah. uh, in this case. Yeah, I know the, 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 the victim's family wants, wants justice, but it's four times. And it just seems to me that a lot of resources is be, are being pumped into this for something they have not been able to secure a conviction that stands. And I, I, I don't... I don't know if you'd feel that way if it was your own family. I, I know, and I'm tr- I'm trying yeah. to understand. I'm, I, believe me, I I understand that desire for 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 justice, but I also understand that from the state's point of view, this is now the fourth time you're going to try this case, and they haven't been able to make it stand the first three times, even with the conviction last time. Certain things allowed in that in that trial that maybe potentially shouldn't have been. It's like okay, well. 
you know, how 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 far are you going to take this? Well, the only person before Rintala to have been tried four times for murder since the 1970s was James Cater. He was charged with the kidnapping and murder of a 10-year-old Raynham girl in 1978, twice convicted by juries. Both were overturned on appeal. His third trial concluded with a hung jury. Uh, prosecutors pursued a fourth trial that unfolded in 1996 and resulted in convictions. Cater uh, died in prison in 2016, uh, published account show. Rintala's new trial attorneys are Chauncey Wood and Rosemary Shapapicho. Oh, I like that name. Ooh, Shapapicho. Shapapicho. What was the, the place I was driving through? I think it's Virginia or one of those. Machapongo. You ever see that? Driving through that area? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maryland or Delaware or Something like that. maybe even Virginia. I like those names like that. I like that too. Shapapicho. Fun to say. It is fun to say. Uh, not, I mean, this is obviously a serious uh, subject that we're talking about here. But I think if I was, uh, if I was the family, I'd be, all, I, I'd be all in support of this thing. I understand where you're coming from on, on the whole. How much time do you, do you waste on something? But well, again, I mean, I, I think if you're looking for justice, you don't see it as a waste. But if you can't prove it three times and you're going for uh, for a fourth, an argument could be made. This is a lot. That you know, trials are not cheap. That there's a lot being you know pumped into these trials, and you still can't get a conviction. If what happens if you can't get a conviction this time around? You're still going to try to pursue it uh, again. If you can't find it a for, you know, a fourth time, now you're going for a fifth. Yeah, I I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know either. It just um, it, it's a it's a weird situation. Um, you ever been uh, frustrated with uh, maybe uh, something at your workplace that you just wanted to destroy? At this workplace? Yeah, has any, has any, no, like, Steve. Piece not of once. Has any piece of equipment gotten in your way? Uh, neither equipment mm-hmm. nor personnel. A United Airlines pilot is facing charges after he used an axe to attack a wooden parking arm at the Denver airport this month. <laughs> His name is Kenneth Jones. He's 63 years old. It happened on August 2nd, but the security footage just came out. He was an employee. Uh, he was in an employee parking lot that tends to have long lines, and for whatever reason, he had an axe in his trunk. Well, I, I carry, that's my everyday axe I carry. <laughs> that's not unusual. I carry a you know, regular axe, a hatchet, a pickaxe, yeah. and a hoe. So he grabbed the axe and finally started, and started chopping. He took 23 swings before the wooden arm finally fell off. You could just pick that up <laughs> and put it out of the way. You don't need to chop it off. Yeah, you could just. Push your car right through it if you really want to. Well, they, oh, I mean, he probably didn't want to damage his SUV because it looked like a pretty bougie one that he was driving. The uh, two airport employees uh, caught up with him and wrestled the axe away. Then police showed up uh, and arrested him in a nearby field. He told them he had just hit his breaking point. United says he's been put on leave while they do an internal investigation. Normally, he's ready to fly large jets like 767s that seat around 200 people. He's due in court next month to face the criminal uh, charges for mischief. The airport says he caused around $700 in damage. But you know what? He probably felt pretty damn good after doing that. I bet he did. Yeah. But I don't, probably don't feel so good having to write a check for $750 for a piece of wood. The, uh, the toll booths in, where was that? I think that was Virginia I was in. Mm-hmm. They still have the arm. That comes down. Isn't that weird? Why? I don't know. They haven't uh, switched this... over to the open road tolling. So I I don't know. It was this particular toll booth that my Easy Pass didn't work. So 
So you had to stop? Well, you have to stop anyway. Yeah, but you, but you had to, I mean, you had to pay money? I had to, no, I had to stop, and then I'm like, I don't know why this thing isn't working, and the lady was like, well, hang on a second, and then she takes down all your info. I get this sh- this sheet of paper in the car now yeah. that they're going to investigate. I'm like, what do you mean investigate? And I'm like, how much is it? And she's like, $9, and I'm like, I'll just give you the $9 so I don't have to deal with this later on, but she goes, but it might have picked it up. We don't know. So you know, it's it, rather weird, than it, charge you twice, it, here's the slip. It's weird you bring this up because yeah. I completely forgotten about this. I think in the same tolling plaza yeah. many years ago, the uh, the the attendant had to get out of the box. Yeah. And and cuz I had you know early on one of those old transponders that fit on the the uh on the front license plate. Yeah. And so they went out of the box to investigate it. I don't know. They scanned it or whatever, but they had to get out and say, "Okay, you're ready. You're in your. You're all in the clear." Oh, okay. So this dude wouldn't even go off, but yeah. And I, and then I'm freaking out because I'm like, "Is this going to happen at every toll booth now? Like maybe there's something wrong." No, it worked at every other one. toll booth. It yeah. was just working on, on that one. Crazy. It is crazy. It's it's an injustice. I have know, to, I think you should uh, you should contact some authorities. Who's going to listen to me? Nobody will. Nobody will listen to that. Well, people listen to you here. Not many, but some do. Well, yeah, but I'm saying listen to me and actually provide results. To oh, something. yeah. No, no. You're not going to get results you're here. You're not going to get any of that. No. God. This place doesn't produce any results. Not in years. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. It'll be sunny and a high of 85. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 79. It is 65 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. John Hazen here. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, nice and sunny today with a high of 85. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 79. It is 65 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102, we bring you New England Patriot football all season long. Friday, they wrap up their uh, their preseason schedule with a tune-up against Tennessee. The live pregame coverage begins at 5.30 with kickoff scheduled for 8.15. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak will bring all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. And before you hear that, now hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. So uh, not only is Southern California dealing with Tropical Storm Hillary, but a yeah. 5.1 magnitude earthquake in Ventura County was felt across many parts of the state. Here's audio from a small restaurant getting hit with the earthquake and evacuating the building. You know, it's not bad enough. You're getting flooded out of your own home. But yeah. you try to go to a restaurant to, to enjoy yourself, uh, probably at a higher elevation, than an earthquake. Hits. You know, I whenever I've been involved in any level of flooding, the first thing I'm thinking of is, where can I go to get breakfast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, I would be. Like, some people would like try to like you know save their valuables yeah. or you know, make sure their family were safe. Nope, I want myself a big stack of pancakes. Uh, they're calling it a hurricane. A hurricane. I would call it an earthquake. I think yeah, I like, I like that, that better like that than too. a hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane. I would. Up with these stupid I names. would like to call that an opportunity to get breakfast. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, if the bacon hash was available at this restaurant, you'd be definitely oh, all over there. It, listen, if 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 suddenly Hamden were wiped out by a natural disaster, yeah. First thing on my mind is not, uh, you know, is everybody safe? It would be, 
You know, Evans doesn't open till seven o'clock. The bacon hash is, uh, you know, gotta make yeah. sure, now that's being served every day. You want to make sure I want to get over there. Right. You want to make sure you get it in your belly. Chop shop. Uh, here's clip number two. A uh, woman loses her mind over an ambulance parked in the bike lane. Here's a woman in San Francisco losing it because the ambulance is parked right where she's supposed to be riding her bike. I am losing my mind. There's an ambulance in the bike lane. There is a business. They could park in. They could block the car lane. They could block the non-existent motorcycles parked lane. And two other cars and an Amazon Prime in the bike lane. And I am not even half a mile away from home on a rainy day. Unbelievable. They're killing us. Uh, could you imagine listening to that all day all long? All day long with yeah. a yap, yap, with that kind oh, of screaming, please, oh, uh, Ryan out loud. Whoever's dating her is having a horrible, horrible, horrible life. <laughs> uh, here's a dumb little trend going on. Parents are getting some backlash for smashing eggs on their children's heads for a TikTok trend. <laughs> I remember my grandfather used to do that by putting, you know, you'd put the, you put the, uh, you know, you, you, the fist on top of your head and then yep. pretend he's cracking an egg and then oh, just yeah. rub, the, rub his yeah, fingers yeah, yeah. over your thing. That was, that was harmless. Uh, initially, this trend was mostly about kids doing it to their dads, but now the script has been flipped. Here's one mom doing it to her young child. Today, we're going to make daddy eggs. You want to crack the first one? Mm-hmm. Good job. Okay, my turn. <laughs> what the? F- uh, yeah. Did the, kid, did the kid just swear? The, the kid just swore. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. How about I would say the same thing. Yeah, no what kidding. The, what the f are you wow. doing, mom? Do you really need that much attention <laughs> in your life that you're you know, use your child as a as a punching bag? Listen, for there, a viral video. There are some thing, There are some great gags you can do with kids because they think it's funny. If I went up to a five-year-old kid and said, hey, kid, pull my finger, that's a funny gag Yeah, every single time. It it, it, it makes everybody want to laugh. But if I'm smashing very valuable, expensive eggs on the head of a child yeah. who's, you know, who, who's, let's say, it, like, the, like the, uh, the plates in his head have not fully formed. Right. <laughs> you know, that's not funny. You know, well, if, I, if I'm dealing with like a like a soft spot in the fontanelles, yes. all of a sudden, you know that gag has been lost. But think about it, back she'd rack up like ten thousand views. That would be really worth it. Let's abuse a child yeah. in order to rack yeah. up views on a video. Okay, think, uh, my kid now has irreversible brain damage. But think of all the likes I've got. Yeah, look at this. I'm a popular star now on TikTok. I knew I had these kids for a reason. Yeah. Of course, on the downside, now I need to go out and buy eggs. And uh, let's see. How about this one? A Staten Island woman who was abandoned as a baby found out that her brother, who was also abandoned and adopted by the same parents, is actually her biological sibling. Shut up. That's weird. Here are Vicky and Frank laughing, talking about the amazing discovery. I got the match that my brother had popped up as my full sibling, my biological brother, which was definitely something crazy and not really expected at all. We were both found a year and a half apart and wound up in the same family. The odds are insane. Yeah, the odds are, are pretty insane. You know what? You know what's going to not be insane? What? Because it reminded me of, you know, the, these were already kids adopted by the same people so they grew up as brother and sister right 
But those ones, remember that get, that guy with the, uh, the doctor in the sperm bank, and he was like making his own for everybody oh, yeah. else to ding it, and they're saying that there's all these people out there that are related. Imagine like two of them meeting, and ah, oh, we get along really well. Yeah. And then you finally do a 23 and me. And find out you're like brother and sister or distant cousins. Yeah, we're like, whoa. Well, did you ever see that, uh, that documentary? I forgot what it was called, but it's the legitimate documentary of this um, – it was an adoption agency. I think it was out of New York that if twins or triplets were were brought to this adoption agency, they would separate them automatically. And then all of a sudden you find out like these like these kids would come and find each other and there were no records, so they could never Yeah, you know, they could never find each other unless it was by total accident. And it was like a horrible story. Like they separated they separated these children when, you know, <laughs> You know, there's a connection between twins that you know that's uh, you know pretty powerful. Can you imagine if you had a twin walking around? Listen, you didn't one of me is enough. I know. Yeah, I wouldn't want. Uh, I wouldn't want another one of me walking around. I don't there. think anybody would want two of me. If one I, of me is more than enough. If I saw another one of me walking around, I'd kick his ass. Yeah, no kidding. Because I was like, your life is a sh- bunch of sh- is in shambles anyway. You're never gonna. <laughs> You're never going to amount to anything. Chris, uh, knowing me, if I saw my, uh, like a, like an identical twin, yeah, I'd probably want to know, well, which one of us is fatter? Is yeah. it me or is it him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd probably want to, I want to com- you know, compare and contrast. I hope it would be him. I'd be like pinching myself to see if he feels it. Yeah. 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 yeah let me take this, uh, what is this ball peen hammer up my nose? <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, there you go. That's now here. This it's uh, eight o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 812 and Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a sunny day today. High of 85. Of course, it doesn't look very sunny out there right now, even though the sun is shining on the weather thing. So eh, who knows? It's 66 in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, next week is uh, back to school for the school kids. Yeah, it's crazy how fast the summer went. Yeah, I never, I never really understood. There's other parts of the country where the kids have already been back for like a week or two. Yeah. But I, if I were a kid and and it was suggested to me that I'm going back to school in the beginning yeah. or middle of August, yeah. I would have... I would have staged a protest. Well, uh, I would have, I would have, I would have done a lockout down south. My my sister works for a a, a high school. Yeah, they started on August like sixth. It was like the the first week of or second week, I guess, really of August. Uh, but they also get out a lot earlier too. They get yeah. out in May, like in the beginning of May. All right, well that's so, fine. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just to get out, just to have to go back to school that early. Yeah. I, I would not have fared very well in that sort of situation. I have a hard time with, when I was a kid, we would never go back to school until after Labor Day. Why did that change? I don't really know. But, it, it, you know, it's all it's all negotiated with the unions and every individual school district. It's all garbage. But, yeah, I never went. My sister, her birthday is September 5th. <sighs> so sometimes yeah. first day of school oh, was her birthday. Man, Can you imagine? Sucks. Yeah. That poor kid having to suffer like the the worst day of your life is the day you're getting all the presents. Think about that. That's yeah. a, you're having a terrible day. 
But well, they'll give you a piece of cake. They'll give you a cake at the end of the, at the end of it. Well, it was probably fun when she was a child, and then going to school and going, "Hey, it's my birthday!" You know, like all the you know, you're in kindergarten or first grade, maybe up till third or fourth grade. But then you start realizing yeah. how much that sucks. It really does. Yeah. So, uh, my wife being a teacher, this week she goes in because they got all you know. Teachers have like their professional development before yeah. school begins, you know, so they can all sit in these workshops and. You know, you know, learn things that they're either never going to use or never really going to need. Anyway, uh, but, you know, so she, around August 1st, there was this, <laughs> there was this, uh, I don't know, this this automatic feeling of, of letdown. Like, oh, my God, my summer vacation is over yeah. with. I got to go yeah. back to work and back to school. And I remember feeling the same exact thing as a kid. Yeah. You know, August 1st rolls around and you realize there's only a couple weeks left of this thing. Everything was going so good. Now look at us. Now I got to go about. Uh, I got to go to Zares and get myself another pair of uh, tough skins and some shirts that are that are with long sleeves yep. and brand new shoes and all. Oh, the worst. It's the worst. And kids are going back uh, around these parts next week. It's all over. You all know, the fun is gone. Uh, sports tryouts are this week. So uh, my kids, you're going to that. You know, doing that thing right right now uh, that's it's just too early i'm sorry it's just uh, you gotta wait until the heat has died down this is one of the reasons why i didn't get into sports as a kid one an appalling lack of coordination and then two it would have required me to end my vacation early yeah well i would that would i i, I won't stand for that no, i don't want to stand for that i don't want to be a part of a team it's going to shorten up my my vacation and take up all my free time got a lot of things going on as a student I agree with you. I think uh, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, – the the whole preparation, getting ready for school, that's the hard part for me because I'm very lackadaisical, mm-hmm. if you will, as far as getting prepared for things like that. Do, do you wait like the last possible second? Yeah, yeah, I do. And then I'll wind up – I'll be in Walmart at, you know, 11.59 p.m. on the day before yeah. school starts, picking up all the school supplies. Well, riddle me this. Uh, does your kid's school give you a list of the things that each teacher is going to require ahead of time? Yes, and usually I lose that, and I have to go on the Facebook forum to find out. Hey, what's the uh, what's the grade? You know, it's eighth yeah. grade and sixth grade this year. So if anybody's listening and is part of that forum, go ahead and post that list for me. Have you ever? <laughs> yeah, because I'm lazy. Have you ever run into this? Yeah. The teacher is requiring everybody in the class to have something that you simply cannot find because it's not available anywhere. You're falling into that? Yeah, I've been there there before. What a ripoff. And if you show up uh, you know, on the first day of school and the kid doesn't have exactly what you want, all of a sudden your kid's getting in trouble because you are a bad Listen, parent. You know what? I learned a lot from going to college. And in college, you never buy books until you necessarily have to. And I would wait mm-hmm. because the first, you know, semester at school, I got, you know, six different textbooks, right. uh, biology and history and math and all this other crap that you're bringing with you. And then you come to find out that the half the professors don't even use most of the books, which is, that's a little, you know, kind of thing. Same thing with school supplies. Yeah. Do you really need that protractor? 
Do you really need it now? How many? When ma- will you get into that portion of math that right. you will need that? How many glue sticks do you ki- did your kid really have to go through? No, and that's the other thing. It's it's basically uh, keeping up with the Joneses. You know, you, the kid goes to school and goes. Well, uh, little Susie has uh, these mm-hmm. cool colored pencils, and I only have these cheap ones that from you got from Dollar General. And then you have to be, you know, explain how the difference in cost yeah. and how we we're not going to be able to afford that kind of thing uh, because it's unnecessary. You know, it, it, it's like it's a, it's a struggle. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just always thought it was, you know, I always thought that when a teacher you know, wants something so specific and it has to be that specific. Like it's got to be a certain color and a certain size and that mm. many pages or it's it's got to be that. That's a teacher that doesn't really have kids of their own. Right. Because, they, you know, they don't, it doesn't even occur to them that if I got 20 students in my class, that means 20 parents are out there trying to find that same thing. And you're competing with every other parent in the entire district for that one thing and it can't be found. And all of a sudden, if and if you, if it's not that thing, that's not good enough. And all of a sudden, the kid is is uh, is ostracized by the teacher. I don't like that kind of foolishness. It is quite the injustice. If I if if my kid needs a notebook, let's get a bunch of notebooks. Let's get some pens and pen, and 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 pencils. That yeah. should be good enough. See, I that's now that you brought that up. That is the the specific things that I hate because there will be a plenty plenty of notebook. Watch it! I don't spill that coffee. Yeah, don't no, do that. Uh, specific notebooks that you must have. Oh, we need yeah. we need the spiral notebook for this class, but we need a black and white composition notebook for this class. Yeah, and color coordinated folders and yeah, binders. Yeah, that's come oh, on. Come on. We doing? need a colored folder for every subject. No, you just put a label on it. Yeah, history, math, science, and whatever. Yeah, every know? kid's got to have a yellow math binder. Get out of town. I'll go to like Staples. There's two left. And there's like 15 parents waiting in line to get it. Yeah, these teachers already have enough on their plate. Do they really need to make it extra difficult? It's, you know, it's, a, it's a level. Else? It's a level of cruelty that I don't think pe- that, te- that that teachers really understand. Well, and I know. I know they're as pissed off about being back to school as every kid. But you know yes, what? But don't be passive aggressive about it and take it out on the parents. That's it. There you That's go. That's it. Yeah. It's passive aggressivity. Listen, I support you. I appreciate that you're. Spe- I can't even. I have a hard time spending. Uh, t- you know, tolerating two kids mm-hmm. uh, with different behaviors uh, throughout the day. I can't imagine having a class full of twenty or thirty of them doing the same thing. I get it. Man. I understand. I hated the first day. First day of school. But- I hated it. And you know what? Once I was there, I was fine. But everything leading up to it, including the night before, two days before, when I start yeah. having that little boy anxiety about going back to school and having to face yeah. education again. Oh, you know, I don't know how I did it. Somebody just brought up uh, the fact, though, that it's the tissues and the antibacterial stuff. You know, and this person feels like, you know, get your own. Well, here's the problem. There's not a budget for any of that stuff. No. And they have to rely on parents. That's the sad state of affair, affairs, if you will. Yeah. Is the fact that... The teachers have to rely on parents in order to stock their classrooms with basic need items, which is ridiculous. It's it's re- it's ridiculous, but it's the way the system now operates. Schools are the highest portion of a city's budget. And you know what? For good reason, good schools mean good 
you know, property values, all those things. It's, it's a quality of life issue for a lot of, in a lot of situations. And being married to a teacher, I can vouch for the fact that, you know, she's spending you know, a, a good deal of her own, her, her own money, yeah. you know, for the kids, which, you know, is, is fine because that's the way things have been over the years. It's not really fine. It, re- it really shouldn't be put on people who I work agree. in a job to to be required to right, purchase but she things. But she doesn't protest that because it's it's now you know part of her job. But there's a limit to that. You know, there's a limit. You know, you know, my kids needed a paper, you know, a roll of paper towels, mm. hand sanitizer. Uh, I'm trying to think what else there was. You know, like a box of wipes. You know, like how filthy do you expect these kids to get? How much hand sanitizer could anyone possibly need in their life? Okay, lifetime? think about how many kids you had and yeah. how filthy they get just by having three of them. I know. Now multiply that by let's say there's 30 kids in a classroom. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get pretty damn dirty. They're gonna need all that Steve, stuff. Steve, when we were kids, yeah. not you know, back in my day, you had like 200 kids all drinking from the same bubbler, from yeah, the same water fountain, and we liked it. Yeah, but you had the accent, like for yeah, I know we loved it. We loved getting germs on each other. I loved getting staph infections from other children. I, I loved, I loved watching that other kid suck his mouth right on the right on the water fountain, and then having to be the next person after that trying to figure out how I'm going to get the water yeah. out without getting sick. Because we all had a hydrate after playing dodgeball and gym. Yeah. Yeah, now it's like, uh, bring your own water bottle. Please. Oh, I'm sorry, the filter isn't fi- the filter is out <laughs> on the water bottle bottle filler yeah, system. And, and, you know, and it's not uh, it's not organic enough to use water from the sink. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We uh, we, we have smart water here. It's uh, eight twenty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Rock 102's classic rock summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience the difference. Quality. Door pavilion seating all summer long. Call ahead to order. 413-786-BEEF. For easy pickup, autumnmissfarm.com. You can't beat their meat. It's uh, 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, thanks, Steve. Now I'm starving. Uh, well, you can't beat the meat over there. Can't beat the meat? I wouldn't mind a good... Uh, Substance. What is it? The uh, the homewrecker hot yeah, dog. Well, yeah, I believe uh, I believe he's working on that. He's gonna actually gonna bring us one of these uh, one of these days, and uh, we'll coordinate that. And yeah, make sure it uh, works. Definitely. Out. Uh, you know what Tyrese Gibson is? Um, Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, all yeah, stuff, yeah. Right, right. So he uh, recently spoke with TMZ about his emotional turmoil leading up to filing a one million dollar lawsuit against Home Depot last week. I really struggle with even filing the lawsuit because Home Depot has literally been my favorite place. It's like my Disneyland. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tyrese uh, revealed he has spent at least 8 to $10 million at Bone Deep Throat over the last two decades, an exorbitant sum that can be uh, that probably can be reached in about half the time at the Disney theme park. The lawsuit claims Tyrese gave his American Express card to Eric Mora and Manuel Hernandez and informed the cashier that they would be completing a transaction as he waited in his car outside of the West Hills Home Depot. The uh, employee allegedly refused to allow his two associates to finish the sale, repeatedly citing store policy and demanding to see a form of identification. Tyrese returned to the store, but the cashier wouldn't speak to him at first, and then a significant heated discussion ensued, and the transaction was eventually uh, completed. Uh, when they did that blatant racism to them at Home Depot, they, they, they weren't just mad. They were rattled. 
Tyree said of the incident. The suit alleges the three men were subjected to outrageous discriminatory mistreatment and consumer racial profiling. They're now seeking $1 million in damage. Tyrese uh, told TMZ he's strongly considering abandoning his happy place in favor of rival Lowe's. Ooh, boy, that hurts. Dude, your Disneyland? Uh, you spent $10 million at Home Depot over the course of however many years? Yeah. This is your favorite place to go? Come on, man. You got to uh, find some other place. There's plenty of uh, stuff at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Right? Oh, yeah, but I don't know if they're, yeah. if they're in his, uh, I mean, they've got uh, locations, uh, you know, 40 different locations around the country, but I'm just, uh, they may not be a Rocky's close by. They, I, he may not have access to good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'd like to know the uh, more details about this incident, though, because like when he said he told them that it was okay to use the credit card. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of side with the store employee. Like, listen, you're not the name on the card. I don't have any identification here. But again, well, I don't know the details of the story, so I don't know. Right. I can't really comment on that. But I'm kind of with you on that yeah. one. Remember a couple of years ago, there was a major... Uh, uh, and I'm not defending Bone Deep Throw by no, 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 any no, no. means at all. It, I'm it, just it, saying. Yeah. Either am I, but I think the, the, I think the, I think the store was, it was in the right here. You remember when there was a big, giant data breach? At uh, Bone Deep Throat yeah. a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which was a real big one. Um, I would think that after something like that, it would force the store to be hyper vigilant about how they deal with credit card uh, purchases. Yeah. That you you know, you know have to show ID and you have to be present. And you can't just give it to somebody else to, to deal with. I mean, they, they're doing everything they can to make sure that these kinds of things don't happen again. Hey, 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 hey. We can't have credit card fraud going on here. We're responsible. How are we going to spend other time screwing up your home project that we give you bad advice on or sending people over to your house that don't know what they're doing and how to measure windows? Listen, this warped lumber isn't going to sell itself. Yeah, come on. (laughs) This this is for a nice brand new home that somebody's building. This nice warped beam (laughs) that you have to go through a hundred of them to find one one good good, one. One good beam. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> it's 831. News is next. Rock 102. Calling all 5450. It's just about 834 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police in Belgertown are working to figure out what caused a car crash that left multiple holes in the side of a building. Uh, 22 News first received calls uh, describing this incident just after 9 p.m. last night, and the neighbors described multiple loud crashes, then walking outside to find multiple holes inside of a home. Uh, 22 News viewers sent a video uh, showing state police cruisers and firefighters examining a car embedded in the wall of the brick home. Uh, When the 22 News crew arrived, they could see two large holes on the second floor of the building directly above where the car hit the wall with a crack running down between them. Oh, it's crazy. It was blown up all over the place. Right. There's a hole right in the side of the building. Kind of like that Wiley Coyote thing. But, you know, he has a brick wall, but it really was really going right through. It's nuts. Now they know how many holes it takes to fill Albert's Hall. Ah, uh, I see the Beatles there. there. See what that's yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Look at you, a little day-in-the-life yeah. action you got Yo, going yeah. on there. Ooh, yeah. hey, how about yeah, that? Uh, Superintendent uh, Michael Morris departure. Michael Morris's departure comes less than two weeks away from the first day of school. It follows a controversial few months for the Amherst Pelham School District. 
It started with the Title IX investigation into gender identity discrimination claims. Then three middle school staff members were placed on paid leave, and shortly after that, Dr. Morris took a temporary leave of absence, citing medical reasons. The assistant uh, superintendent, Doreen Cunningham, filed a discrimination complaint against the district after she was placed on administrative leave amid the ongoing investigation. Now the school district must look for new leadership as they start the new school year. And just two weeks before school starts. <laughs> uh, this is uh, absolutely difficult. I mean, this was going to be a tough start to the school year regardless, but it's going to make it that much more difficult having uh, questions about leadership and who's going to take on that role. I think it adds uncertainty to what's usually a fairly uh, certain time, said the chair of Amherst Pelham School Committee, Ben Harrington. Harrington is the district mm. school committee chair. He says Dr. Morris felt the latest controversy has made it difficult him to successfully do his job. Western Mass News obtained a copy of the Union 26 in school committee separation agreement with uh, Dr. Morris. According to the letter, Dr. Morris will continue to run the district's day-to-day operations until the end of this month. Uh, Harrington says that the school committee will be meeting next week to mm. discuss where to go from here. Well, I know one guy who... Uh yeah. Probably could take it. Uh, certain uh, very athletic, uh, well-built uh, PhD in education. I don't think he'd want to drive up to Amherst every day. He's willing to drive up to East Hampton. Yeah, but he lives near East Hampton. Well, East Hampton that far from Amherst. You remember when uh, they sent the police to his house in West Hampton to go get him? Yeah. Hey, uh, wake up. You got the job. <laughs> You know, how they always reveal that you got yeah. a job by sending a cop to your door after midnight. That is the best way to get hired for a job, yeah. is, to, is to involve you know, law enforcement Yeah, I always wonder at midnight. It, well, it's the way to go. Kara <laughs> uh, Rintala will stand trial again for the alleged 2010 murder of her wife with jury selection beginning September 6th in Hampshire Superior Court. The proceeding will make the mother of one, formerly from Granby, the second person in the state's recent history to stand trial for murder four times. Uh, Rintala's, did I say murder? You, you said murder. 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 I think you meant murder. Yeah. Uh, Rintala's first two trials in 2013 and 2014 resulted in hung juries. Her third trial in 2016 resulted in a first-degree murder conviction and a life sentence. But the state's Supreme Judicial Court reversed that conviction in 2021, ruling the trial judge should have barred an expert witness called by the prosecution from testifying. Rather than closing the book, the Northwestern DA's office announced it would take a fourth bite of the apple shortly after the reversal. You know, I uh, I saw her after the second one. Yeah. Uh, like having a victory celebration up at the uh, brewery in Northampton. Okay. And then uh, I'm like, wow, like I guess I guess you'd be celebrating, and if you got off twice, you know, twice. Yeah. But then. You know, third time. I don't think there was any beers being uh, enjoyed pr- then. Probably not. Probably not. And, uh, you know, if she's exonerated this time around, I don't know if it's uh, worth a party. I, you know, I, you know, to me, it's a lot to go through for everybody involved. It's a lot to go through for everybody involved. But, I, again, as we said last hour, I think if you were the family of, uh, of the victim, you'd probably feel a different way. Sure. I, 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 I have no doubt that's true. But, I, you know, there's there's a part of me that's really trying to see both ends of this. And there's a part of me that says, you know, fourth t- a fourth trial. Um, I know. It's a it's, lot. It, it it's, seems a lot. It's It seems like, you know, if you can't prove it three times, you're, you know, 
Can you prove it a fourth? I don't know. A uh, mistake made by a hot air balloon pilot who had drugs, including cocaine, in his system caused a crash in 2021 in New Mexico that killed all five people on board, investigators have determined. The NTSB said in its final report released this week that pilot Nicholas Molesky did not maintain enough clearance from power lines while trying to land. He hit the power lines and crashed into a busy intersection. The report said investigators found no evidence of mechanical malfunctions or failures. The amounts of cocaine and marijuana found in his system suggested, quote, recent use that would have had a likely uh, would likely have had impairing effects that contributed to the crash on June 26 of 2021. Molesky's family told uh, the Albuquerque uh, news station in a statement that their hearts go out to the families of the passengers. Uh, we cannot express the death, depth of our grief and sadness uh, for the pain this accident has caused. Witnesses also told investigators the balloon's envelope separated from the basket after hitting the power lines and floated away. It was found south of the crash site. What a horrible tragedy. But I never pictured a hot air balloon pilot to be high on coke. Like, that just doesn't seem like one of those high, stressful jobs. Yeah. I could see a helicopter pilot or a, an airline pilot. When you're mm-hmm. when you're dealing with so much stress, you know, there's probably a good tendency to use recreational drugs yeah, to but alleviate those, your Yeah, but pain. those guys are drug tested all the time right. to make sure that they're not operating. Right, but I'm saying you're all, you, you, you would be more likely to find that to be a cause of mm. somebody's drug use because of the intensity of of what you're doing a hot air balloon guy hey man who wants to go for a relaxing ride yeah how come the uh, the pilot keeps saying man a lot i know he's sniffing <laughs> sniffing a lot <laughs> come on you want to go to the hot air balloon let's go let's go for a ride let's do, let's do it let's do it oh, come on man i'm just so excited it's yeah, like, it's like if, if the entire crew of the Hindenburg came out of the same yeah. bathroom before jumping into the dirigible, I'd say, you know what? Are they going to sit on the ground for this one? I'll wait for the next one. Who's got a Bluetooth speaker? We can put on the fifth dimension as we fly away into the skies, up, up and away, baby, up, up and away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Am I the only one here who's really horny right yeah. now? Yeah, really, 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 really horny. Yeah, let's get a, let's get a basket full of hookers in this thing. Like I don't think I've ever been hornier in my life than I, I am right now. I uh, I had I had a really cool experience uh, probably about six years ago or so where this uh, this uh, you know do DJ in somebody's wedding. Yeah. it was up in um, I think it was Waitley or Waitley or something like that, and uh, they had a hot air balloon rides. Okay, it was tethered, like you know, yeah, tethered to to a big rope. And then the guy was letting people go in, and then you could take a ride for a few minutes up up in the air, and then he'd bring you back down. Very peaceful and tranquil. And oh, I like, bet it you know, is. It's just like, you know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It just doesn't, like, your drug habits don't match up with what you do. Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, it, it's, it's less peep, uh, peaceful when you're about to rip through some power lines, you know? Mm-mm-mm. Ready? Oh man, <laughs> this is the best feeling ever! Hey, watch out for those power lines. No, we're going right into them! <laughs> 
Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 85. Tomorrow, uh, <laughs> sunny with a high of 79. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel. And that's the balloon right Home buying is a journey. Keep it 100 with the Freedom 100 Mortgage Program from 85. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 79. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. What's coming up later this week? Oh, um, there's a possibility we may be talking to Eric Estrada again. He's not done uh, talking to us, so we may be talking to him again. Well, uh, you told you you said yesterday uh, when I said, "Hey, uh, uh, Eric Estrada." Well, I guess I wasn't here. I was I was on vacation at some point. Um, yeah, I ha- which I haven't really taken a lot of vacation this summer. No, but, you're, um, in fact, I was going to say yeah. you're about you know, after a full three and a half hours. You're almost about due for a new one. But I uh, I got the uh, the invite to interview uh, Eric Estrada. I was like, "Oh, I'll book that." And I yeah. said to you, and you're like, "Again." Come on, we did that a couple of months ago. And I'm like, but I didn't do that. Well, then that's fine. There's yeah. no reason we couldn't. Listen, we talked to freaking Scott Cohen every damn week. Yeah. Why couldn't we have Eric Estrada as a regular guest? We should have uh, Eric Estrada. Let's ask him. Listen, last time I was out eating chips, but now I forgot the salsa, and that's what we're going to talk to this yeah. week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. so that'll be that'll be perfect. So yeah. he'll he'll be uh, he'll be coming up this week. And I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to tell him the truth. You know, uh, listen, when I told my co-host that we were interviewing you, he's like, again? Because I want Eric Estrada to know how highly you think or don't think of him. Well, wait a minute. I, I never well, said I didn't have great respect for Eric Estrada. No, but the way you dismissed that yesterday when I said well, we did that I a couple of months I said it in a ago. text, Steve. You, you're, 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 you're attaching you know, a certain inflection on my text, which is, you know, you can't do that. No, I, I know you well enough that I could tell by the, again... You know, that's that's what you said. You said this is and I'm quoting Eric Estrada Tuesday uh, at, at the certain yeah, time. Yeah. And uh, you, you even put a little a uh, little uh, picture of Eric Estrada there. So, you know, it would jog my memory. Well, and then no, I, it was a gif yeah. of, uh, of him on the on the bike. Right. And I said again, I said, Marty and I had him on a while back, but that's fine. Uh huh. I said, but that's fine. But that's fine. Yeah. That and, sounds pretty dismissive. Actually. And then you said, yeah. "Let's ask the exam the the same exact questions." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay." So I was I was all in. Yeah. I was all in. I wasn't but, dismissive. But you weren't that enthusiastic about it. You didn't say like, "Oh wow, I'd love well, to talk to him again." Steve, if you had told me that you got Larry Wilcox on the show, well, now we're talking about a different thing. Yeah. What happened to Larry Wilcox? That's a story I'd like to know about. Well, we sort of had Larry Wilcox on the show last year. Without the Larry or the Will. <laughs> Which, as yeah, a result, yeah. force us to lose our will. Yes, to yes, live yes, yes. In so, a life. Well, hey, Eric like Estrada again this week. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling is coming to <laughs> the South End Community Center September 9th for a great comedy show. The proceeds benefit the South End Community Center. Uh, and the uh, the tickets are available at hi, uh, zombie slash uh, zombie hyphen. Why don't you say z- that over again? Zombiehideout.com. You, you can find the website. You got to be over twenty one in order to uh, to attend. Jackie puts on a hell of a show. We happen to have a a pair of tickets uh, that can be yours. Tenth caller right now at two nine three one zero two one. You get to see uh, Jackie the Joke Man at the South End Community Center, which by the way uh, is a, is a great place and it could certainly use your help. We'll do a lot of good around that neighborhood. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Actually, would do a good job around the neighborhood. Absolutely. Uh, before I get to the phones, there, uh, Cheems. Do you know who Cheems is? 
Cheems. One of the most viral dogs on the internet. And I know you've seen this dog. It's like a... He says that grin to him, like the ha the laughing uh, uh, dog, Cheems the okay, dog. Okay, yeah, I think so. Well, he, he died. No uh, kidding. The famous canine known as Baltzy, or Balt, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that, was suffering, unfortunately, from cancer, fell asleep during his last uh, surgery, and then and then never woke up. But uh, Cheems, the Shiba Inu dog, who inspired several memes on social media, mm-hmm. uh, died on August 18th. Its owner said in an Instagram post, the, the famous canine known as Baltzy. I, I, again, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, I think that's Baltzy. Yeah, uh, he never woke up, and uh, but he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. You know uh, what I'm talking about? I, I know the exact dog you're talking about. It's that smirky little dog. He looks like a fox. Oh, he, you can tell in his eyes. He's got uh, a lot of a lot of piss and vinegar on him. And now he's he's gone. It's the way the the way the whole thing works with pets. You know what? Isn't it like weird that you buy a pet, you, you get a pet, knowing mm-hmm. that you're not going to have that much time with them? You hope for the best. Yeah. But the bond you share is so intense that, but, uh, you know, it, it makes it worth it, even though the end result is usually something absolutely heartbreaking. Well, it's always sad when a, a pet becomes a member of your family. And totally. Then, uh, you know, and then you have to you have to part with it. And But you know, like if you get a dog, like depending on what kind of dog you get, you're looking at maybe 12 to maybe 14 years if you, if you if had you're the lucky. most. Depends if you're on the kind of dog. Yeah, some, so. some dogs don't last more than seven or eight. We set ourselves up for this uh, this sorrow and heartbreak. I'd rather have the dog than be without the dog. That's the thing. I know, and Which, that's, that's the conundrum that everybody has yeah. to go through. Yeah. Oh, such well, that's, that just really turned things. Yeah, into I'm a really glad I brought cheerful. these down to yeah, a, Absolutely. Anyway, tenth uh, caller two nine three one zero two one. Jackie, the joke man, Marling. Hopefully, he'll do some dead dog jokes while he's at the uh, South Bend yeah, Community I'm sure Center. He will. Yeah. Yes, it's eight fifty six at Rock one zero two.